0: man i'm going to be reading over in the book of proverbs chapter number 4 verse 20 through 27 i'm so glad to be in the presence of the lord it's more than a building to me even though i love the building and the temple coming up i love the building it's a it's an absolutely beautiful building you just don't know how many compliments we get even had a lady yesterday just pull off the road and ask about our church and And uh, gave her a card, and she said she'll be coming. She has to go and be with her daughter while her daughter has a baby, but she's coming. And uh, I'm just excited about what God is going to do, not only this evening, but in the days to come if he tarries. Amen. Every time that I come into the house of the Lord, I know I'm coming into the presence of God. And I know you're standing, and I'll try to not be long-winded in this exhortation. And, and so I keep that in mind in my conduct. When I was a child, I spake as a child, and I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so we have some folks that are at that age, and hopefully one day they will realize that they need to put away their childish conduct. Amen. Proverbs four twenty through 27 says this, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and preserve lips put far from thee. Let thy eyes look right on, and thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left Remove thy foot from evil. You may be seated. Amen. The Lord has, I don't know, brought some things to my attention recently, and I'm going to do my very best to pass that on to you tonight. Now, we know that the Word of God says that we walk not by sight, but by faith. Well, what am I using to see how to walk that path. Surely he doesn't mean that I'm just to go and not be alert or sober or vigilant. I mean, he has to expect me to be able to see his paths. If he's going to direct my paths, I got to see them. And so basically we walk not by our carnal, Eyes, our natural eyes, the two eyes that most of us have in our head. Some of them need a little help to see. It's hard to see without these. I'm going to tell I can see you, David. But when I'm reading, I got to have them, buddy. I'll tell you that right now. There's nothing more frustrated for me to get up and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to read or I get a text and I'm trying to read it and I just can't see it. I just cannot see it. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what happened to me? You know, I used to have 20-20. Well, that's long gone. And so, we can understand that I better not be walking by that side alone. But however, many apostolics begin to do that. And so, tonight I want to teach you on the inward eye. Just one eye. Not eyes. Just one eye. E-Y-E. One eye. It's Inside of us, we have an eye. It's my mind's eye. It's my heart's eye. And it's the light of the body. It can either be full of light or full of darkness. And so I'm going to try to do some teaching tonight and lay this on you. And hopefully we can all, including myself, understand that I need to try to stop walking by my own thinking, my own logic, my own sight, and begin to incline my ear to his supplication, keep my heart with all diligence, take hold of the word of God for out of it are the issues of life, and let that be the opening and cleansing of the eye, the inward eye of my mind and my heart. What am I talking about? I'm talking about an eye that sees straight. Doesn't see double vision. Doesn't see two ends. It's clear. It's full of clarity. And when it begins to get debris in this eye that I'm talking about, it reaches for the only thing that can remove that debris and that is the word of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 6, for where my treasure is, there will be my heart also or my eye, the inward eye. Amen. The light of the body is the eye and therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if that inward eye, that eye that I'm talking about to you and to me be evil, my whole body is full of darkness. Mm -hmm. And therefore the light that is in thee. Now this is amazing to me. He said the light that is in me. He's talking to those that are trying to live for God. Those that have been enlightening by the Spirit of God. The light of the world which we are now because of Christ. He said if the light that's in us Be darkness. Be what? Darkness. How great is that darkness? How great is that darkness? Amen. Now, we can put this next verse... And we can try to get an understanding of what it means you cannot serve two masters. You cannot look at two ways. You cannot look at two ends. You have to be single-minded, singleness of purpose. You have to understand that there's something in me that is my compass, and that compass has to be regulated. It has to be clean. It has to be from time to time true north. Amen. I can't have any other magnetic pulls That would confuse the Mm. compass, that inward eye. So that I can walk towards one direction. Amen. One direction. Amen. The Bible puts it this way. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he's a woman as well. Amen. 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 It says here. No man can serve two masters. You cannot. I cannot. Serve two masters. Without the right inward eye, I have to have it to serve one. Amen. Either I'm going to serve mammon, or I'm going to serve God. I cannot serve both. Amen. And when my inward eye is dark, I serve only mammon. Even if I'm trying to serve God, I'm wasting my time. Amen. I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I get bitter. I wonder what's wrong with me. Why I can't seem to find God It's because the inward eye is not single. The inward eye is not looking towards the plan of God and the word of God. You're trying to do so many things in this life and still hold on to God. And therefore, you have no master. Right, right. But if I can get my eye, my inward eye, the mind's eye, the heart's eye, if I can get it so focused... On heavenward. I mean, that's all I think about, that's all I see, that's all I dream of, that's all I want is to see heaven. You say, Well, Pastor, don't you have to do things in this world? Yes, but that's just a supplement, that's just a side thing. That just helps me to focus more. It helps me to understand that God is the one that provided it. The more I try to gain, the more I'm going to lose. I'm going to read to you in a moment some definitions. And I want you to listen to these as I try my very best to bring this out. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. This inward eye needs to be simple. It just needs to be simple. Right. The simplicity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Why make him complex? He said, trust in me. With all thy heart, lean not unto your own understanding. And I shall what? direct I pass. In other words, I'm going to clear up the inward eye and you're going to know how to walk. Yes, you're going to know how to act. You're going to know which direction to go. Yes, you are. You're not going to be confused. Well, what does God want me to do? How many times have I heard apostolic say, what does God want me to do? Hey, I can't find the will of God. The will of God is to walk according to his word. It's not so much doing things in the kingdom as it is following the word of God. When you become faithful then your ministry will may be made available for you. If a child doesn't know how to walk, would you let him drive your car? But they sure want to get behind that wheel and pretend. How many apostolics want to really get behind the wheel and pretend when they haven't learned to walk yet? We walk by the inward faith eye, not the outward sight. And that's what happens to us. You better listen to me. You better listen well to your pastor because God has showed him some things, and I have found it but true to the word of God and with examples. Anytime you hear me, anytime an individual becomes critical of another individual, they are possessed with bitterness and cynical thoughts against another individual in the church or out of the church. That makes no difference. And if they don't get that eye right, they're the ones that are going to backslide, and the other individual that they're critical is still living for God in the church. They're not perfect, they never profess to be perfect. They're with faults, not without faults, but I've got to keep my inward eye clear. I cannot be critical to the point of damning my own soul. Think about those that have left us. Think about those that are back into the world. It's because they have become so critical of someone else in the church. And they said to them, as the words of Jesus, Oh, you want to take out the moat, the straw that is in my eye. And I don't think he was talking about this eye. I think he was talking about the inward eye. Oh, you want to help me, do you? You want to tell me my faults. You want to tell me what I should have done or what I shouldn't have done, what I should do. You want to tell me how to live for God. Hey, take out the straw. But you don't even perceive that you got a beam in your eye. First, take out the beam. First, get your eye right. Get it seen clear. Understand the mercy of God and the forgiveness of God. Understand that we are not to condemn one another. We are not to judge one another, but we are to forgive one another because forgiveness, you better listen to me, sweet pea. Forgiveness not only sets the one that may have done us wrong free, but it sets us free as well. Bless God, I'm not gonna forgive them than stay in prison. They may not even be in there with you. It's not always easy to forgive. I'm glad I got a few amens because I know it's true Whether you, because I'm a human being. I, I've been there. And so what, what do I have to do to do that? I've got to get that inward. I clean. And I've got to look towards heaven things. And I've got to understand what does the word direct me to do? How is it directing me to live and to walk and to act? I don't want to raise a hand. I, I, I'm not here to embarrass you, but I'll be the first one to be vulnerable. Have you ever, ever really got critical and bitter and angry with someone? couldn't even stand being around him or to look at him. Hello, bean. Hello, timber. Hello, big tree in my heart. (laughs) Have you failed to look in there and see what your eye is seeing, how your eye is doing? Have you ever got something in your natural eye? Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? I mean, it, it really, and you try all, you know, you pull your eyelid up, you pull it down, you, you know, you do all this number and, you know, you try to get yourself to cry and, oh cry. <laughs> How about that? You're really with me today. You're doing mo- so much better. So you get your eye to water. Because you know that watering effect may take out that little something in your eye. But I have found this to be true. Maybe you haven't. Even when it comes out, there still feels like there's something in it. Until it's healed. It can be read. And so when you begin to look in that inward eye and you begin to say, wait a minute, there's something in there. I've got all. I've got a grudge. It's awful quiet tonight. I'm trying to help you. I don't want to backslide. Maybe that's not your desire. It's mine. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, I don't want to backslide. And it can happen to anybody sitting in these chairs. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care if you're a preacher of the gospel. I don't care if you're a preacher's wife. If you don't guard that inward eye, you can backslide. And I'm telling you, I don't want to backslide. Because I've got all, I don't want to backslide because I got a beam. I don't want to backslide because I'm critical. Oh no, I want to get it out. I want to love. I want to forgive. I want to be merciful because by the way, by the way I offer mercy, I shall receive mercy. How I forgive others, I shall be forgiven. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe that's why one gets so dark. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Soon as you begin to talk to them, you say, Wow, what has happened to you? They're full of darkness. The light that they once had is now dark. The light bulb evidently is burned out. They become so miserable. And if they're not careful, if they're not careful over a period of time, this is what and it breaks my heart. Listen to me. This has happened more than one time to me, sweet pea. When somebody's in the world, they used to walk into here. They used to run. They used to worship. They used to, And they're no longer living for God, whatever the reason. And after a while, you ask them, how you doing? I'm fine. How can you be fine? I got peace. Well, it ain't Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you that. they have deceived themselves because they're used now to living in the dark. I don't like it. I don't like living in the dark. Amen, amen. I like it light. Amen. Oh, that's why I like the temple when you go into that things where you turn all those spot LED lights on. Ooh, man in the wall. Ooh, oh, it's bright. I want things bright. I want to be able to see a smudge on the wall. I want to be able to see some dust over here. I want to see everything that's inside of me that shouldn't be inside of me so I can say, God, where is the Word that can cleanse me by the Word of God? Isn't that what it says? Cleanse me by the Word of God. That's why some apostolics can't be cleansed because they're not following the Word. They're not hungry for the Word. They don't love the Word. They're afraid to get in the Word because it knows they'll reprove them. Say, Pastor, we had such a beautiful message this morning. What are you doing tonight? I'm doing what God tells me to do. I want you saved. It's high time we start being critical of one another and start loving one another, not condoning sin, not saying sin is all right, but to understand nobody among us is perfect. Work on my own life. Work on my own attitude. Work on my own sour disposition. For example, you come to church one time, and I know this is a rare occasion, but you're occasionally going to find me maybe not bubbling over like I normally do. And you come by and say, Hi, Pastor. And I say, Hi. What's wrong with him? What's the matter? He don't love me. You're looking for the inward eye that is full of darkness. What we ought to be doing, ooh, pastor must be having some things going on. He must be burdened. I need to get to the altar and pray for him because this is not like pastor because I know pastor loves me because God loves me. And God put his, oh, come on, somebody. This a preach. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but this a preach. i got to get my life right first before I can help anybody else with the spirit of meekness lest I be overtaken in the same fault. Oh, somebody's uncomfortable tonight. Somebody, if you're not uncomfortable, (laughs) I hope you're still breathing. (sighs) Because we ought to be, because there's not one of us here that hasn't fought what I'm talking about. and If you're not careful, you'll justify yourself into keeping it. And it's killing you every day. It's killing you every week. And then all of a sudden you say, whoa, how did I get here? Bitterness is a root. And where do you think that root is? In the inward eye. you got a speck in there. It become a beam. It is now rooted and grounded in you. And I'm going to take you. Listen, once it gets there rooted, you're going to have to root it out. And the only way you're going to do it is not sitting in that chair when we have prayer. You need to be up here praying and travailing and getting a hold of God. Sitting in that chair is not going to help you get right with God. I'm going to tell you that right now. In this altar is where you're going to find God. Pastor, did you have to go there? Yes, I had to go there because that chair can't take that root out. There is no life in this chair. I know you're comfortable there. You don't want anybody to know that maybe this message is dealing with you. I understand that. But God already knows it is. So what are you trying to do, fool God? Oh yeah, I'm I'm not slowing down now because we need this. I need this. I need this. I love the altar. You have watched me at conferences. I'll be the first one in the altar. It doesn't matter whether that message uh, really, it doesn't matter. I'm going to the altar because that man of God put everything he had in it. He preached his guts out and I'm going because somebody else said if Pastor White can go, I surely can go. If Pastor White needs to go to the altar, I sure listen, I need to go to the altar. I need to pray every day. I need to repent every day because I don't want that stinking stinking ugly critical spirit in me and it can sure happen and then I begin walking sideways have you ever seen anybody have you ever seen anybody you know when you're looking at them they go y'all didn't see that it's kind of hard to do My grandson Gideon's got it down and he's looking at you and he's doing, he goes, like he's ignoring you. Is that what you're doing with God? Because you don't want to look at him straight with the inward eye. So you're going, let's talk about something else, pastor. Let's get on this subject. Let's talk about this situation. Oh, no, no, no. Let's talk about you. Haven't you noticed that your pastor is vulnerable up here? He didn't come on like he's got it all together. If you say that, you haven't been around very much. I'm going to tell you right now, there's things that I struggle with, but I keep my flesh under subjection. You know how I do that? I get the inward eye straight. I'm not perfect, never claimed to be perfect. I'm going to tell you that right now, but I serve a perfect God that will help me have a perfect eye. It will help me see straight, walk straight, talk straight, love straight, forgive straight, have mercy. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, I preach it straight. And buddy, let me tell you, I let it rip. But when people come back and they're repentant, I love on them and I give them chance after chance because that is the spirit of God. That is God in me. Oh, hallelujah. He has given me so many chances. Why wouldn't I want to give you a chance if you're truly, truly repentant? Whew. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody doing okay? Don't worry, that chair is okay. It didn't hurt that chair. That that chair didn't feel a thing. But I promise you, if you let God do that to you, you feel good when you get up. You see, this chair, somebody will pick it up. You know, and if it was alive, which it's not. Because it's saying, I've fallen and I can't get up. And it's trying to get somebody upset at me. Pastor did this to me. Oh, Oh, did I now? (laughs) You were empty. (laughs) You keep it up. So this person, this person needs a little help. This person, though, I'm reaching out. Get away from me. I don't want you, I want somebody else come over here. The very person that you're upset with is the one you better let give you a hand. Oh, you say, Pastor, this is not the way I wanna live. Then go ahead and live in your depression, live in your pain. I'm telling you a way out. It's called forgiveness. It's called clarity. It's called making it right. Whether the person changed or not, it's irrelevant. Get yourself free. Get out of jail. God gave you a get out of jail card. It's called mercy and forgiveness. And friend, you can come right out. It may not take away the memories right away or the consequences, but you'll feel better inside. I promise you, you will. So here I come, and they're they're looking at me like this. Okay, they're I hear pastor. I don't know something about me. I don't know if people can hear me just coming around the corner. Brother Low and I was eating together at Panera Bread, and Sister Janice and her daughter were there, and I couldn't see them, and they heard me coming before I even come around. Just something about that, isn't it? Too bad you don't hear God. So I see this person in need. But this is the person that hurt me. This is the person that's not doing the things that I think they ought to do. This is the person that's talking about me. You act like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me. Oh yeah, I can say, oh, this person talking about, but did I have If I have I have I talked about anybody? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that was different. <laughs> yeah, it was different, all right. <laughs> You were talking out of a dark eye so i reached down now i've already told this and some of you didn't hear it but there was a minister that went to bishop's church to help bishop because i want bishop to be helped he's getting to a place where he needs a successor and this man i don't know what happened to him he's he's born again no doubt about that but something began to happen to his eye and he got in trouble a place that he worked, he embezzled and so forth, and was caught. And so, can you imagine the damage that it did? And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, David. That it bothered me. You did this to my bishop. Okay, you're not like that. I'm just telling on myself. You did that to my bishop. I'll say hi to you, but that's it. No, oh, no, no, no. I really. I, hey, I don't even want to see you. You did that to my pastor. That sounds justified, doesn't it? Well, it isn't. And so the last time I saw him at a conference, he was praying and weeping, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I know what the man did, and I know how you feel about you, Pastor Bishop Smith, but I want you to go over there, and I want you to pray for him. Some of you may have seen that. I want to go over, you go over there and pray, for, and you love him, and you tell him it's gone. Amen. And that man broke down. I went over there and prayed for him. Of course, he knew it was me. I mean, just my voice. Yeah, I can't disguise it, you know. And I was praying for him. I said, listen, it's gone. Let it go. I have. And he broke down and wept and cried, and he came to me later and says, Elder White, You just don't know how much that meant to me. He didn't know how much I needed it as well. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Oh, quiet. Somebody give me a pen. I'm surprised some of you are in an altar right now. Working on forgiveness. Working on getting your eye right. It doesn't come just overnight. Sometimes it's so dark that you got to crawl to find the light switch. you got to really do whatever you got to do. you got to humble yourself. You might have to lose some things. There may be some consequences, but you're going to have to find the light again. Listen, you got to walk in the light as he is the light, and we shall be the children of the light. We are not the children of the dark or the night. I'm gonna tell you, this is good preaching. This is good teaching. This is something we can go to heaven on. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Have you ever done something you were ashamed of and you really let somebody down and you dealt with that guilt and you just couldn't seem to get over it because you were hoping and praying the person would forgive you and that day came when that person spontaneous came up to you and said, listen, I forgive you. I love you in the Lord. How did it make you feel? It set you free. And the other person is well. If I don't forgive, neither will he forgive me. I can't live that way. Amen. Amen. So you see somebody, this, this, listen, this chair, when it came down, almost, almost hit me on the toe. How dare that chair. Wait a minute. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're struggling with. I don't know what kind of day they had. Maybe the message that I preach really got a hold of them. They don't know how to handle it. Isn't that the problem with apostolics today? When preachers preach like I do, and there's lots of them, people don't know how to handle it. They're used to coming to church and having that easy preaching